Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. To talk about the book, The Pope's Exorcist, on Father Gabriel Amorth, Michael Lichens joins me. Hey, Michael, welcome back. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, let's talk about uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, because, man, there, his name is a pretty well-known name, I would say, uh, yeah. now in our times. Who was he? Oh, that's a tough question in yeah. some ways, but Father Amorth was quite possibly the most famous exorcist of my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, he had been performing exorcisms since the mid-'80s and performed over 50,000 exorcisms. He also was a known jokester and had a great sense of humor and all around an impressive human being. Where where did he live? He was Italian, very Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he spent 26 years under the tutelage of Padre Pio. He also fought in World War II. The man was a... He bled history. So did he live in Rome, Was it, or, or was he just kind of a uh, floater? He lived in Rome. He was actually a exorcist for the Diocese of Rome, if you can believe it. Okay. And so so Padre Pio, I mean, so we're talking uh, then later on, um, you know, John Paul II, when he's the one that called him to Rome, or how did he get there? Uh, he got there through a very interesting process. He felt the call to become a priest, but World War II happened, and he joined the partisans fighting against Mussolini and the fascist regime. And then after a few years when he thought he might go into editing or politics, he felt the call again to go into the church. Hmm. So he joined the Pauline brothers. And then after years of working as a school teacher as well as an editor, he met uh, the exorcist of Rome, who was ready to retire and needed a new assistant. And so at first, uh, Father Amor thought, oh, I can't be an exorcist. I'm too much of a jokester. I don't always take things seriously. But then he asked the Immaculate Heart of Mary, like, help me to do this. And hmm. sure enough, he became the most famous exorcist. How, how did he become famous? He became famous mostly because he was so open. A lot of exorcists, they do their work very quietly, very humbly. He was, as someone who worked in newspapers and magazines, was willing to talk to people, especially journalists. Uh, journalists said he was very open about his work, and so he attracted the attention. He wrote a book called An Exorcist Tells His Story that was translated into, last count, 27 languages. I mean, you got to feel like the Pope's got to give you the okay if you're going to do that, right, of your diocese. Absolutely. He, is, he was given the okay by all of his authorities, uh, and he was able to talk very openly. And so we were, thanks to him, a lot of people have been able to learn a lot about the work of exorcism. Man, I mean, I, I I haven't read a lot about Father Gabriel Amorth. I have read about things that he has said and things that he's uh, witnessed, which is enough for me. <laughs> My word. I mean, some of the th- this guy, I mean, he was open. I mean, he, he, he talks a lot about, you know, um, especially, you know, supernatural, uh, you know, the, the, the things that he saw, especially during these exorcisms itself. And uh, it's not it's not for the faint of heart, really. Did he travel outside of Rome or did he pretty much just stay there? He pretty much stayed in Italy. He was a diocesan priest, so he kept his 
I mean, he was, worked for the diocese, so he k- tended to stay within Rome. He would travel throughout Italy, but uh, wasn't didn't do as far as I know exorcisms outside of Italy. Yeah, yeah. And and what did he see? Can you, can you describe anything of of maybe what he did see during some of these times? Probably for me, one of the most frightening is and this happened in a couple of exorcisms. But people would, of course, you know, it's all the things you hear about from Hollywood, you know, with the different languages, the incredible strength. But I think what would terrify me the most was that people would produce things when spitting at people. Uh, a lot of times when people are under the influence of demons, they spit on priests, they spit on anything that might be holy. Mm-hmm. But in a couple of cases, Father Aborth said that people would spit nails at him. Mm that no one knew anywhere where they came from. So these were just nails that people were able to form within their mouths and then spit at Padre P- I'm sorry, at Father Amor. And this was something that happened not just once, but multiple times. Yeah, I, I've, I've read stories on that as well. Um, what, what saints did he lean on? You said he was kind of under the tutelage of uh, Padre Pio for a while. Saint Pio, uh, uh, Petroclina, which is uh, probably one of the best saints I can think of in the modern times for uh, for, for defense against the devil. I mean, was this was this kind of his go to? That was Padre Pio had a profound influence on him, as you can imagine. He met him numerous times over a period of a couple decades. So Padre Pio was one he leaned on a lot. He loved the Mother of God, Mary. In fact, he was part of the group that uh, consecrated Italy to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Really? And he encouraged the Pope to put the whole world under her Immaculate Heart. So anytime he went into an exorcism, he always called upon Mary. Mm. That's a it's a powerful one to call upon. Was that really kind of his uh, mystical or uh, supernatural life? Uh, was it was it Marian or or were there other uh, devotions that we well, know that Father Gabriel had? It was Mary. He also loved modern saints such as Mother Teresa mm-hmm. that he would call upon, and of course he encouraged people to call. We've talked about angels before, but he encouraged to call upon all the angels as many exorcists do, especially Saint Michael, who is our powerful protector. Was this an interview-style book with him, or was this just kind of like a, almost kind of a biography and kind of helping us understand him more? Yes. This book is um, it's edited almost as a Q&A, so questions you might ask an exorcist. And these were a series of interviews he did in the late 2000s, so just shortly before he died. Yeah. How did he die? Uh, he died... At the wonderful grand age of 91 mm. uh, from pulmonary issues, but he lived and fought with his boots on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he really was outspoken, as you said, Michael. Um, and, and you just don't hear that a lot. You don't see it a lot. Um, you know, I, it's just uh, it's really interesting to kind of get into that world. I know a lot of people are very interested in that world. Uh, in, in a way that can, you know, help others come to understand that this is real. You know, what we're talking about here, when we talk about good and evil, uh, evil is evil is real. The devil is real. Hell is real. I mean, it, 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 and if we don't believe it, we're calling Jesus a liar here. Um, and it's not there to scare us, right? I mean, I, I get scared of it sometimes when I'm reading about it. I'm like, okay, we're going to move on here. 
Uh, but it's it's there just as truth for us to understand that we there is good and evil in this world, and that, that God has chosen us for good. It's a matter of what we're going to choose as well. Where can people get this book, The Pope's Exorcist, Michael? They can get it at their local Catholic bookstore if you want to support them. You can also find it at sophiainstitute.com. The Pope's Exorcist, 101 Questions About Father Gabriel Amorth. Michael Lichens, thanks for coming on, brother. God bless your work. God bless you, John. Thank you, as always, for having me on. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.